everybody. I'm Karen Hartglass. You're listening to It's All About Food. I'm always excited when I speak to my guests, but I have a different kind of excitement today, and you're going to find out why. We're going to be talking about cookies. Cookies. <laughs> and everybody loves cookies. You know who I'm trying to imitate here. The cookie right. monster that many of Sounds us familiar. grew up with. But I'm yeah. not with the cookie monster here today. No, I am with the mad cookie man, Ray Ortega of Sunflower Baking Company. Ray Ortega is a pioneer in the plant-based sector with over 30 years of experience. In 1994, he founded the Alternative Baking Company, one of the first vegan cookie brands on the market, which generated $1 million in sales in 1995. In 1997, he founded Sunflower Baking Company to create new flavors, tastes, textures, and nutrition products with a longer shelf life and higher profit margins. Sunflower Baking produces raw and baked and gluten-free cookies free of animal products. It also provides co-packing, product development, consulting, testing, nutrition facts, graphic design, and wrapping in small batches. Clients include Continental Airlines, Sodexo Marriott Food Service, and Whole Foods. The company supports Farm Sanctuary, the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and In Defense of Animals. Ray owned Garden to Grill, a vegan restaurant, for five years. With extensive knowledge across the entire product life cycle, he is an experienced formulator within the industry, has designed three facilities, and has sold millions of vegan cookies, keeping eggs and dairy out of the mouth of many. Besides owning five plant-based brands, he has also published two children's books and is an expert on cannabis infusion for topical and edible products. Welcome to It's All About Food. Hello. Just Hello. Kind of my favorite, one okay. of my favorite topics is food. So I want to hear all about your company, how you got started, what's been going on in the cookie world. But before we do, I want to say thank you. Okay. So back in 2001, I was wow. the executive director of EarthSave International, and I was running yes. the New York chapter. That's and this was, is. okay, you recognize my name? Yes. Now you know why. But this Earth organization State. had been founded by John Robbins after he wrote the groundbreaking bestseller in 1987, Diet for a New America. And those of you who know John Robbins and Ocean Robbins, his son, you may be more familiar with him now today through the Food Revolution Network. But back then, there were chapters all over the country promoting a healthy plant-based diet. And I was running the organization at the time. And we decided to have a big festival in Manhattan. It was called the Taste of Health. Oh, yeah. And I ended up organizing it every year for five years, 2001 through 2006. And the first year I had this idea. I had no idea how many people would come. But I wanted to fill 2,000 goodie bags. And somebody sent me a boatload of cookies. <laughs> That's what it is. That was, yeah. what was that? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right? So I I, I'm so. very grateful for that. And do you, you remember? I, I think I do because it was one of the rarest moments of sending thousands of cookies to one person. Well, I was curious about that because that was very generous. And yeah. and I know different companies to help promote themselves and also be, especially vegan companies who most of them 
back then, I don't know about today, were out there to do good. You were very generous, but that was a big request. That was a big request, yes. And you just sent them. Yes, I did. Yes. Well, it's a big deal. I mean, I think what you were doing is I think what you're still doing is a big deal or was a big deal. You know, I mean, it was a. I was really inspired by John. John was a big deal. You know, I went and saw him. Yeah, I was really like, wow. And then I knew your name to sound there. I was like, you're in heart glass. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's the one who ate all those 2000 cookies. <laughs> we actually had it was a long time ago, but the event each year had about five to 10,000 people. Wow. Was it was wild? a great location. We were on the campus of Lincoln Center, which is Amazing. renowned for its arts and opera and theater and music. And so people naturally walked through there. It was a great location because people were there that didn't know what the message was going to be about. So they just walked through, they heard speakers, they got free cookies. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh, that was the best audience I could get because I didn't want to preach to the choir. I hear that. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. That's so common, isn't it? You're always telling people the same information and it's like they already know, you know, a lot of so, time now. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So I want to know about you, Ray Ortega. I want to know about your vegan journey. I want to know about your cookie company. <laughs> and I want to know just... Start from the beginning and bring us to today. Wow. Well, uh, I'll just try to do the nutshell version. I could talk about it forever, of course. So uh, I was an extremely sick child. I was sick all the time. That's oh. one of my common things that I tell about this story. And um, growing up, I always thought it was just normal or usual to be sick. I, I, I was sick and just normal. You know, I think I was a little more sicker than others. Looking back, it was a lot worse than I realize now. But progressively, it got worse as I got older. So, and I needed to know what, what the problem was. So, I just happened to stumble upon some medical books when I was a child, probably 13, 14 years old, maybe younger. And I, you know, you read these medical books and they're, um, they're real, uh, they're not layman's terms for a child who's, who's my age. They're all the big words and the, they're, they're very graphic too for being just black and white, but I tried. So, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to look through them and go through it and stuff like that. And then um, I think uh, my dad saw how fascinated I was over them. And he bought me some books that I could understand at the time. It was um, an alphabetical order thing. As a child, it was much easier to read. So I had these books. <clears throat> So I started just to try to understand the human body. You know, I was so fascinated over the whole thing. It was such an interesting topic for me for some weird reason. I, in fact, I'm surprised I didn't get into the medical industry. But the, one of the interesting factoids about my type of person or the things that happened to me as a child was I was dyslexia. I had some dyslexia. I had ah. a really hard time. And it was just because I was so, um, I was, my brain wasn't functioning correctly. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, capable of, of, of comprehension, uh, comprehending all of the the things that were coming my way, uh, because I was sick and I didn't know. But you know, I don't think a lot of people know when you're sick, your brain doesn't work correctly. It's, yeah. it, it comes in depression, sadness. You know, I had hyperactivity. I had the doctors. Uh, they tried to uh, give me like I think it was Ritalin at the time to. Oh to calm me down because I was either was super hyperactive as a child or I was super sick and depressed. Uh, and I remember feeling very horrible 
and actually thinking of suicide uh, as a kid growing up. I just wanted to get off of this earth. I just thought, I thought this is no, this is no way to live. I, I just can't believe this. I mean, I remember having these horrible, horrible thoughts as a child. And in a nutshell, also, uh, I uh, so I I started hitting the books around fourteen harder because I was like, oh, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me, and I didn't know what it was. Because, so, but I kept getting headaches. The doctors uh, diagnosed me uh, later on, at probably when I was closer to twenty-two, that I had had Addison's, either Addison's, Cushing's, or a tumor on my adrenal glands since I was very young. Yeah, so, um, so as a child, you're, you're thinking for at fourteen and thirteen, what is wrong with me? That why am I sick? Why is my brother not sick? Why is nobody else sick? Why am I always diarrhea or sick? And, just in bed. Uh, uh, I didn't know. So I went after I started reading the books about the digest. I, the first thing I started reading digestive system was like, why is food doing this to me? Because I loved food. You know, we all live. I, I grew up eating hot dogs and eggs and bacon, <laughs> making it all my, yeah. Ma- blo- I loved putting the bologna in the pan and watching it f- pop fluff up. You sure. know, I don't know if people have done that before. And sizzle. So I, uh, yeah, sizzle, you know, I used to puff up. I used to love that as a child. So I was very fed a very Mexican um, diet with the, all the carnitas and the chorizo. And, and I, I remember as a child being forced, literally forced to try to eat liver. My family tried to get me to eat liver. I was like, um, I yeah, we go- used to say liver makes you live. I know. I was like, really? I don't think so. It's, I don't it's think so. It was horrible. I grew up with uh, my grandmother killing animals in the backyard, you know, uh, rabbits and uh, uh, in particular, which I always, it was always scary to see. And um, so I grew up in a very, almost a very rural and kind of, even though it was in a neighborhood, it was a very poor with a big family who was desperate to eat anything that they could get their hands on, which I think I always thought was strange. I just happened to be missing that mark when I, I never tried rabbit because I just could not get myself to try the rabbit. So, yeah. I, so I hit the books. Uh, so I stopped eating eggs. Once I started to understand, oh, wow, I'm getting these headaches because of eggs. I, and so I, because of the digestive system, the endocrine system, when I started understanding how it decomposed in your body and how it was getting into your blood, and then it was causing my pituitary gland to swell. This is from what my research was. And so uh, and then I apparently I started developing purple stretch marks on my arms and my on my belly and um, and it just got progressively worse. So I stopped eating eggs, hidden eggs, which I know, you, as you know, eggs are in everything. I, so I, that's when I discovered eggs was in everything. Eggs was in cakes everything. and cookies and muffins and breads and everything that I loved eggs was in. So I, And, you know, I, the medical community did know for a long time what the major allergens were and egg was at the top of the list. Oh, you're kidding. Oh my gosh. Really? I I don't even think I knew that, you know, this allergy thing is so, uh, wow. Right now it's, I think it's up to nine right now. Yeah. But yeah, at the time I, I actually sought out some, uh, a doctor, Dr. Francine Bradley at UC Davis. So I had this after reading that salmonella was in eggs, I didn't believe it. I, I did not believe, I, oh, but that's what, what the problem was. And I was eating, consuming salmonella and it was just undercooked. I don't know if it was undercooked entirely, but, you know, I ate a lot of eggs as a child. Mm. But I used to eat, you know what? And one thing I used to eat a sausage McMuffin was eggs. I was huge on buying sausage, two sausage McMuffins egg, 
But then when 16 hit, I realized uh, I, gotta, I kept getting these headaches. I had to stop eating eggs, anything with eggs in it. So time progressed. So after understanding and giving up, I mean, you're, I'm 16. I can't have any cookies anymore. So this is where the cookie thing kind of oh, comes okay. into play. You know, like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a cookie. So as, as between the 16 and 18, I gave up, I had to give up red meat. So chicken, I had the realization of chicken uh, when I was eating chicken at the table one time and I saw a vein in it. So then I started to understand a little more what was happening. And, you know, the funny thing is, Karen, interestingly enough, I'm being the Mexican tough guy that I was, maybe I am still, I don't know. I, 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 I was embarrassed to be vegetarian. I was embarrassed. It was embarrassing for me. It was almost like coming out of the closet because it was so unheard of for a guy like me. A macho man didn't even know. Couldn't be a vegetarian. You had to eat meat. It was, oh, it was so, it was so, I was so, um, uh, what's the word that I was so, uh, what's the word that I want to use? It was so ingrained in me to, you have to eat meat. You have to, it was meat every meal. I saw it was three meals a day, meat eating bacon eating guy mm-hmm. so i started to i started to gain getting i was I, although i had some success with stop eating eggs i had um i had to i come to the realization when i was about 22 that i had to just stop so i became vegetarian for uh, about six months at that point i was about 100 i was about 290 pounds 295 pounds i became vegetarian didn't lift a finger and about 60 pounds came off when I became vegetarian. I was elated with joy and the headaches went away. I also oddly enough found I was, I was scared of the dark when I was eating meat. Is that strange? I was scared of the dark Um, up until I was, I was vegan, which was 20, 23 years old. I think it was, I was just, I was, it was the strangest feeling um, but when it went away, it all went away when I changed. Did it, did it affect your night vision somehow? No, I was just I had ter- terrors. I think that's what it's called. I was okay. terrified of dark for some reason. Well, I know there's no evidence behind this, but I'm a personal believer in when we consume animals, we consume all those chemicals that they generate mm-hmm. when they're petrified Me and you're too. consuming fear and anxiety and suffering oh and the you felt it i swear to you i so the, there was the correlation there so i started to figure that out i started thinking oh my gosh i think that there's an association with that fear uh and being in the dark and and the the, the animal products i was consuming I knew there was some kind of connection. It's funny you should say that, Karen, because nobody's ever said that to me. And I've always been afraid to tell people that, but I'm, I've come out. I'm oh, afraid. Good. I was afraid. And you can say people. anything here. Yeah. yeah well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is a safe space. So, so I, I became vegetarian as the, I first, I, when, when I was 16, I had, let me go back a couple bits. When I was 15, I'm sorry, I had a girlfriend who was vegetarian and she, told me took me aside she took me aside like it was some kind of weird thing like hey uh i have to tell you something i'm, I'm like oh, okay what is it she was 15 a year or two older than me i'm vegetarian uh, and huh. 
I'm also lesbian, gay. I was like, I lost my, Karen, I lost my mind, not because she was gay, because she was vegetarian. <laughs> I was like, what? You're never going to stop. I'm never going to stop eating meat. I was so mad at being veg, her being vegetarian. I did not want that taken taken away. I was like, I've, I, I remember being infuriated because it was a personal choice, of course, as growing up that I would never, and I remember saying this strictly to her, I will never stop eating meat. Never. I was so insistent about it. I think it, and basically I think that's why, other than she was lesbian, she teases me. We're still good friends today. Uh, but oh, she teases great. me now that I'm vegan. She's like, ah, she goes, I remember that day you yelled at me that you were never <laughs> going to eat meat again. You know, that was thrown in my face. So uh, <sighs> as a vegan, as an adult, <clears throat> so I became vegan. I was a, a vegetarian. Then nine months later, six to nine months later, became vegan. And then I lost another 30 pounds. So I, I lost about 100, almost 95 pounds of becoming. And one of the things that inspired me was a doctor telling me that I what I had to do. I didn't like the doctor's in making all kinds of accusations of how I was and who I was and well it was my problem it was I was my body something was wrong with me and I was like no 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 this that can't be possible I mean my books told me otherwise so and then so I asked her I said I remember as a woman doctor I said so if I have this this a tumor on my adrenal gland what is what's the solution she says well we got to cut your back open take out a rib and oh God. the adrenal gland, uh, the tumor. I was like, yeah. I said, that's not happening. <laughs> so I hit the books. That's literally the within a year of becoming vegan. Uh, I said, I hit the books harder. I started to read because I was like, oh, there's no way. How could it, how could our creator create our bodies to have to be cut open to be cured? I didn't understand. That was something that I did not understand entirely. And uh, so I, so I hit the books, became vegan, and then that's when I started. Basically, I found a job. I've actually, for the first time in seven years, I found a cookie at a Sacramento Natural Foods co-op. I found a vegan cookie, and I didn't. I was still in denial about being vegan. I I, I was in denial about being vegetarian. Still at that time, I, I remember the feeling that you. It's shame. I had a shame feeling. I was embarrassed. I didn't want anybody to know. Like, oh, you know, you're vegetarian you're so judged it's so strange this world we live in but it's where i'm so judged <laughs> you so, can say that again i always <laughs> say it's insane but strange it's, it's, is fine i don't even understand it i i found this cookie got it i said i said i have to have this cookie i have i had not had a cookie in seven years <laughs> and in, in between the time i actually remember stopping stopping uh uh, fruit. Yeah, I stopped eating fruit and potatoes, thinking it was fruit and potatoes, but it wasn't fruit and potatoes. So mm. Thank goodness for reading about your your body decomposing flesh in your in your system and how potatoes are starch and sugars, and so were the sugars with fruit. I mean, I really learned a ton. Of, I, I'm completely self taught when it comes to the understanding of the process of the the, the adrenal glands, the decomposition in your body, how it all works the endocrine system it was amazing the stuff that i learned so i really then i thought to myself you know what i found this cookie i then i got a job i worked at the co-op for nine months in between the time i was inspired to start my first company which was alternative baking company which i'm still i'm still somewhat proud of i mean i'm not i don't do business with them anymore i'm 
and I left because I was not happy with who I got into business with. They were still eating fish and they weren't going in the direction that I wanted to go in. So I decided, you know, I'm just, I'm broke. I, I think within the cool thing was, which I didn't know, I was fearless in what I was doing in regards to starting a business of number one, I'd never really started a cookie business. Number two, I wasn't a baker. Number three, I just turned vegetarian. As like, I was like, something was happening in my mind. So the, interestingly enough, I, I got so much more clarity with, um, with when I changed my diet, I started, I was, I was like, Oh my gosh, I could draw. I could read clear. And most importantly, I stopped being afraid of the dark, which was one of the strangest things in the world. Mm -hmm. I've never heard afraid. anything like that. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing in the world. So, and, and it was just happened to be that I remember walking to the back of the house where it always pitch, was pitch black and never, then I never felt the fear again. I did, the fear went away of that. Then Beautiful. I started to draw. I was like, oh my gosh, I could draw. Then I could, then I had a friend who was a Mandarin Chinese and then I, he was hard Mandarin Chinese. He, and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to try to learn a language. Mm -hmm. So I started to learn Mandarin Chinese. I was like, Oh my gosh. I briefly started to learn the, all the basics. And I was like, wow, this is weird. I can, my brain is starting to function more, you know, clear. I had this clarity about everything and the whole, my whole world took a totally different direction as a Mexican tough guy kind of got, I mean, I'm still right now I'm about 220, but thanks. That's thanks to sugar. Um, <laughs> a lot of sugar. And I always tell people this, Karen, that I, you, you're looking at somebody who probably has never, I've, I've had more cookies than anybody you could ever know in your life. Any I, the cookie monster doesn't have anything on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as I, I decided to, um, pull out the whole understanding of uh, there was no fail. There was no, it didn't matter if I was going to fail or succeed with my bakery. So I started my bakery within three years, we did almost a million in sales, which was mind boggling because when I first started week to week, I was doing about, I don't know, three, 3,000 cookies to 5,000 cookies and 10,000. It just grew like wildfire, which I didn't at the time when you, I think maybe you can agree with this. Uh, I think most vegans do you lose all your friends your family starts to mock you people start to not take you seriously yeah i just had a lot of a lot of slack and back. you know that still happens today it does yes i know i always see these memes like hey you want to lose some friends just become vegan you know i see that <laughs> <laughs> that always cracks me up it's so true i'm like oh my gosh that's so and true. what's also true uh back then there were not a lot of companies making vegan products and making right? vegan treats. Yes, this is and so whenever you whenever you saw something, it was party time, cause for celebration. Yeah, with the exception until you discovered or people um, discovered that the tasted like cardboard. So that was <laughs> one of the things that that I, that I were like, ah, oh, does it? I, I swear to you, uh, everywhere I went with my cookie, uh, you know, I don't taste like does it taste like cardboard. Hmm. No, it's not. It doesn't taste like cardboard anymore. Those days are over. This is not the seventies, for God's sake. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is not the seventies. I was raised in the seventies, so I don't know. But I, I, I remember. I don't know if there's this used to be this restaurant called Earth, uh, Earth something. Earth. Um, it was a restaurant. Earth. I can't remember the name, but it, I remember eating there as a for some weird reason. My parents or, or my family got the bizarre idea to eat 
at a, at a, at, a, at a, this restaurant, this Earth something restaurant. It was terrible. And it was really <laughs> just terrible for a child, you know. Who, oh. I'm rich, chorizo, eggs, bacon kind of kid. You know, to to have that uh, was horrible so for me. I mean, in 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 retrospect, it was probably the best thing for me. But in but it was a know, vegetarian restaurant. It was vegetarian. Earth. Wow. I can't remember the name, but it, there was a cha- there was a chain of them. They were oh, Good Earth, the Good Earth. Good, yes, Good Earth restaurant. That's I right. I love the Good yeah. Earth. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was around. It was one in Sacramento. Right. Yeah, the their food was good. I know. Well, it is. It's still around. I think there's one in Los Angeles that I know of. But he, well, for me, it wasn't. You know, I mean, I was at the time. You don't understand. I mean, you know, I'm like I'm a foodie pebbles, Cheerio yeah. kind of kid. You know, when you go there, what do you want to have there? Toast? I mean, that's not fun. But anyway, I learned my lesson. That was, that was a good lesson to learn for, my, for myself. It was a good experience, even if, even if I never went back. But I did go back uh, uh, maybe 10 years ago when they were around. They're still around, I think they are. But there was a great restaurant now. I, I, I praise them for their, whoever did that was a genius to, mm-hmm. in my mind, because they were way ahead of their time. And because in 1994, there was, I don't even think, maybe two brands of soy milk at the time right maybe you know and Eden. yeah eat soy and um and, and there's it was completely a blank canvas of like oh my gosh that's and that's so that's kind of what gave me the idea fail or success i was determined i was like you know what everybody's got to have this cookie everybody has i started just getting these just i started getting it was like the first time i passionately started going crazy about what am i going to do how am i going to do this I'm just going to do it. And I just did it. I think I started it with less than $5,000. And I went on to put just, just bake myself. I had to find a kitchen. I had to find all the equipment. I had to buy all the ingredients. I started off with, thank, thankfully, the co-op was a huge, uh, huge catapult for me to where I, it, it, it showed me what I needed to be in the natural foods industry who or what or what the ingredients were because even still back then i think there was there was a dairy uh, uh that's associated with some of the products that were on the same equipment so uh, everything that i make is uh, uh, on dedicated equipment and that was a big deal for me because i was like i don't want to make my cookies on the same equipment as eggs and butter and it, it was a big deal for me i when i transitioned to being vegan, I was angry. I, I, oddly enough, I was so happy, but I was so mad because I felt fooled. I felt like I had been taken for a fool. Like, like milk does a body good. I was like, no, it does not do. I, I was, I was when you, when you're alone. I don't know if this has happened to you. I have a sibling, but we don't really talk that much. But um, I, I was full, so fooled by the dairy industry and the meat. It, it that, was that, mad. Right, that- that's just capitalism. So a piece of capitalism mad. is to manipulate and to uh, and to make people believe they want a product. Sometimes it's about creating a product that people want, but then on top of that, it's creating products that people don't even know they want and manipulating right. them to get oh, them to yeah. buy it. That's what oh, it's no, all about. The campaign, the milk does the body good campaign was around when I was, I think, probably my teens, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I was... I was so, I can't even describe it. You know what the anger, what the anger did for me? It made me more passionate to be, Good. to be what I wanted to be. You know, I thought I'm going to just take this anger. I'm just going to make, I'm just going to tear these guys apart. I'm going to keep the eggs and 
dairy out of my products 100%. And I think that even maybe the day, if not the next day or the week, next weekend, I took, I literally took all my leather clothes, everything I had that was leather, including my couches, and I put them on the lawn for sale. I, I my leather pants, I, I mean, not pants, my jacket, my, my belts, my shoes, everything yep. that had anything to do with an animal product. That's how angry I was. You know, I didn't really associate animal products with, with, um, with being tortured, the animals being tortured. I didn't, Absolutely. At the time, I didn't quite understand that there was something to that. I didn't understand that what these guys, these animals went through. And so it didn't come to me until about two late, two years later, I had somebody beat it in my head. Like, look at these videos. Look at these videos. Look, I'm like, I kind of want to see these videos. Nobody wants to see these videos of animals. Oops. Animals being tortured. Nobody wants to see them. And I, so I saw them. I looked anyway, because it was like, it was okay. I got to see. So, but it, it, interestingly enough, it's part of my industry right now. The stuff, all the equipment that I buy, you, I have no choice but to see, because all the equipment that I use is actually for animal products for, to make cookies, which is ironic. Um, and so I had a lot of wow. my determination to, to, to share what I knew and what I wanted to do with, um, cookies cookies was going to be my power i thought oh i'm gonna this is gonna be my thing i'm gonna make sure that i take everybody out of business mm -hmm. <laughs> save the world with better. cookies yeah i'm gonna save the world <laughs> i kind of figured what the heck you know this is this is it's gonna be a it's a competitive thing but you know for a small business it was all good you know i thought okay i'm gonna start this and i'm gonna see where it goes and it just like it became my identity it became who i was and it, my family didn't like it you know, it's funny is a lot of the times the ones that are closest to you can actually not be supportive. And I'd go to family functions and, you know, I'd bring cookies, but they still think, do you want turkey? I'm like, Did, haven't you, didn't you get the memo? You know, I'm here, but I'm, oh, I used to cut the turkey too, by the way. I used to cut, I was a turkey cutter guy. Okay. Mm. So, they, so, and, and I have huge, my mom, my dad has 16 brothers and sisters. And my mom has nine brothers and sisters. And wow. And so both times I, I'd, be, I'd always like, I'm the cook. I'm going to cut the turkey. I would love to cut the turkey. I was so excited to do it. So, but when I changed, it was like, are you going to cut the turkey? I'm like, what are you, are you crazy? I'm not going to cut this turkey anymore. I'm done with cooking. Don't you guys understand? Nobody understood. No. But and it's an interesting point you bring up how the family very often tends to be the least supportive. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. The, you're marked. I got a big V on my forehead for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're going against everything, their their foundation, their history, oh. their culture. And it's very scary. <sighs> Especially when you have, when those people have the money to, I have, but my, my, all my family has done very well. So they're all, you know, and it's a personal choice. And I think that's one thing that I always bring up to people is, you know, I, I, I'm not here to change your personal choice. I'm not here to take away. I'm here to add to what you're, what, what's happening. I, I, I don't want to steal your dairy or meat away, but I just, I do want you to be aware of what the causes are of the problems and the issues, the digestive system, your, your immune system, why you may have these back problems, why you may be overweight. Wasn't anyone impressed that you were healthier? no no oh. even though i lost 95 pounds yeah they, i've seen that before you're not alone i'm like oh okay don't you notice my skin is better yeah 
everything's better. You know, I'm not look you guys anymore. You know, my I got a good. My, I would say a good part of my family was slightly. They were overweight. I, you know, I was overweight. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I was huge, but it was only because I was sick. So when I figured that out, I wanted to tell the world. In fact, I remember I have this paper that I wrote when I was became vegan that I wanted to call Oprah. I remember I wanted to call Oprah. I got to tell. I knew. So what happens is, I don't know if this happened to you, but I was so excited. I wanted to tell everybody. I had to tell everybody. Everybody had to know. I found the cure. You know, that's how it was for me. I I cured myself. Oh my gosh, everyone else. I've got to tell everybody. I was just so into wanting to tell everybody. That's when people get turned off. That's when I started to realize you can't go to these people and say i got the cure you have to try it you know you, yeah you, you sound care. like a religious fanatic yes yes that's when you got oh you're the exactly you're you're like part of a cult now yeah it's like oh that's not such a bad cult i was eating cookies you know <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that was so bad <laughs> yeah so when you were figuring out how to make cookies were there some influences for you? Did you just get in the kitchen and play? Did you have some cookbooks? That yeah, I know I had some no cookbooks or anything. I was completely self-taught. So the person who I got a job, I had to work, believe it or not, it was horrible. It was nine at night to three in the morning or six in the morning, I think it was. And I, the person I had to find out, first of all, I was like, I was, I, I went in and completely incognito so to speak or, or i had a mission nobody really knew what i was th there for but i was only there for one reason and that was to find out how this cookie was made i did because i didn't know you don't know we don't they don't teach these things in school they don't teach you vegan baking they don't mm -hmm. it's completely a unknown thing so i've had someone who who was a vegan baker uh and she taught me everything uh that i needed to know and um, she also, she, it wasn't a uh, commercial. I had to turn it into commercial because so everything had a short shelf life, like only a couple of weeks at most. Sure. So, but then I had, you know, the funny thing was the, the studying of food chemistry and the food, uh, the, all the medical books and stuff like that, uh, you know, you come across the food chemistry and what it does to your body, how it reacts and stuff. So I had to figure out on my own how to lengthen the shelf life of these things. And, and, and I did understand, I started to understand that food, when you, when you make it, it has a very short shelf life only because it has animal products in it. It's huh. mainly animal products and moisture are an oxygen or what kill, right. uh, you know, the, the, the combination of the chemistry of it is, and, and then I always tell people, and once you get in your stomach, you know, that's still, it's still, it's still your food, your body is basically cooking food again and and um so i had to try to understand how i was going to go about this but you know i did it i it just it just took a while i um i had to make it actually have it a year i was trying to get it past a year but it, because it doesn't mold my cookies don't mold nothing they don't go bad they just dry out as vegan cookies right so so i i uh so i had to i was i'm basically self-taught with the exception of the woman who who I just, I, I've lost contact with her. She's a, she was a great person. I wish I had known her still. I tried to get into business with her, but she wasn't having any of it because who who's crazy enough to open up a vegan cookie company? You know, <laughs> in these 1994, you know, I'm, it's like, All right. wow. you gotta, you gotta be crazy. You're like, what are you, what are you thinking? You know, I, but I, I was shoveling at, uh, 
gas stations and stores on my own. I would take the, and people would take them. They were sort of expensive, but they were huge cookies and people would take them. If that answers your question. Excellent. Wow. You know, you mentioned wanting to use dedicated equipment, which doesn't have dairy and other things. And there have been some interesting reports related to chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Where chocolate that's supposed to not contain dairy has dairy in it because people use the equipment that Uh makes dairy chocolate. And, you know, I can understand you're a startup and you can't afford to have your own dedicated equipment. You want to get started. But for people that have allergies, that's why we see more and more all the fine print made on equipment with dairy, whatever, because it can really be, it it can be really damaging to people who have big allergies. I don't know if you remember, you 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 don't look that um, you're still pretty young, but no. let me tell you, um, <laughs> there was a company called Cloud Nine. I don't know if you remember Cloud Nine uh, Dairy. It was a chocolate chip company. They had candy bars and chocolate. Well, guess yeah, get, no. guess what happened? This is a big primer primer on as far as um what became what became more of a disclaimer for these things. They got sued for fifty million dollars. Wow! They were a company that I was using um for 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 chocolate chips at the time, and so someone sued them. Uh, they became inspired natural foods after a while. Inspired, I think, is out of, out of business too. But Inspired, uh, Cloud9 was uh, the the first, I think, a dairy, I mean, sorry, vegan chip. But guess what? They were made on dairy equipment with dairy and they didn't disclaim yeah. it. But he got violently ill or sick. They sued yeah. him. The guy is out of business. That's when the disclaimer thing became even more prominent. Right. You know, and now I, I use disclaimers for everything. I have to use disclaimers for wheat. I, I, I do wheat and gluten-free stuff, but, you know, even though it's segregated and separated, you know, there's, everyone has a sensitivity. And I don't think any gluten has ever killed anybody, but I don't think dairy has ever, ever really killed anybody. In I small. don't know. I don't, don't know, but, but people but can have violent sensitivity. reactions. If they're yeah, really they have violent enough. reactions. So that's what that's, that's happened there. So. So when you started, I'm assuming your cookies were wheat-based? Yes, they were all wheat-based. And then at oh. some point, you moved into making some gluten-free? Well, you know, the funny part about it is, what? It, this is the funny part for me. Because I ate so many cookies, Karen, I had to realize that what it was doing to my digestive system. I was like... Oh, this is uh, this is a lot of cookies, and I I remember calculating how many cookies I was eating, and I thought, you know what, I need to do make a better cookie. I need to make a healthier cookie. I need to make it a more fiber cookie. I need to make it because you know it was affecting me, my digestive system. You know, between all the sugar and the wheat, and uh, it was um and, and you know baking soda and salt, all that stuff. Uh, as much as I was eating, I, I realized that I needed to make an even a better cookie. And I thought, how am I going to do that? And I first started, I came, my first gluten-free cookies were actually made with pinto bean flour. So, oh. um, and uh, yeah, yeah. My, my first gluten-free, I was like, oh, I'm going to, because, you know, the only reason why is because being Mexican, I ate a lot of pinto beans. So it was a familiar taste. And I figured, oh, it's a familiar so taste. So was pinto bean flour readily available? It, but oddly enough, it, it just, I, I go to the Natural Products Expo. I don't know if you ever go to those sure. Natural Products shows. They, um, they oddly enough, it's a brewer, a, brewer, a company that made made products for beer, 
for some weird reason, they had pinto bean. Oh, oh, you know, Fantastic Foods actually had a. Do you, you know okay. Fantastic Foods? They sure. actually had. They had a, 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 a add just add water bean mix, and I think that I just rode off the rode the coattails uh, off of them. Okay, were, so you could make like refried beans, just add water kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic Foods. They had a whole. It was dried. <laughs> it was a, in a pouch. You could just. And so I just happened to buy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I came up with it because I remember eating I was eating a Del Taco burrito at a natural foods place and I you know burrito beans they fall everywhere so I so I just happened to drop one I guess on on somewhere on my on my console or something and then the next day I came in I can't I'm like, oh my there's a bean but it was hard as a rock I was like oh my god this bean, this bean is hard <laughs> bean the beans and rice that were with it I was like right so did the cookie off. taste good? Yeah. Oh, you know what? It took me a minute. Okay. It's, you know, pinto, pinto beans are just terrible when they're when you don't mix it with something. Sure. Plus, plus the protein and starch. I had to understand. So I went and looked at what the protein and starch amounts were with um with wheat, and so I said, okay, this pinto bean tastes like poop it doesn't taste good maybe i shouldn't say poop but it just did not taste good at all so i was like oh what do i gotta do so i blended it with rice flour and that was the magic that was a magic thing for me i was like oh my gosh this is magic i made it i did it oh my gosh and then it's evolved into then i met a couple of people in my life and then they said did you know your cookies aren't that good i'm like uh i think they're great but i'm biased and they said, I said, well, maybe you're right. Plus the pinto bean industry, was, something was happening to it. Flour wasn't becoming more readily available. It became super expensive. Then I realized, mm. uh, then I realized I got to change. So I changed it to oat flour. Then I went, and, I, I had actually tried other beans. I tried navy. I tried garbanzo was the worst. There was actually a garbanzo bean mix out there. It was just terrible. Really? I, I just for myself, okay. I was and in my mind, I'm thinking I'm trying to keep the same concept as when I first started with my alternative baking company. The, the flavor and the taste and the every the texture was I knew what I wanted. And so when I switched, it took me a while for the for the um oat flour cookies. That was that was a but I knew I knew I, I had tasted oat flour and other things before. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. And I just had to find something that the human brain had a familiar taste and vibe with. So was this before the oat milk trend? By far, by yeah, far. You oh, were yeah. ahead of the curve. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Years, years, years. Probably 15 awesome. years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. I thought maybe I should have got into the oat milk, you know, who knew? I didn't know. Okay. Knew could do that. We can't do everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do cookies and that's I mean, good enough. Cookies, great. That's what I yeah. like. So you've been I, vegan I sent for, you some, by the way, I sent you some. You're, there's yes, some I know. I can't wait. I remember. I remember those 2000 cookies and I, I don't always see them. Maybe you could tell us where we can find them. I'm in New York now, so I'm not sure right. where you distribute them. Well, I don't, I, you know, it's funny is I make a lot of stuff for um, other people now. Mostly I kind of took a, once 9-11 hit, um, okay. I used to do about a million, those many, those cookies you had, I used to do a million a year just from the airlines. And then I right. and it was over basically that yep. it just killed that business. And I, uh, so I had to, it, I had almost started, I knew not to depend on it, but I had kind of started it. And I, I've been doing it 
for 15 years, maybe. I've been doing the airline business for a long time and I semi-dependent on it. So when that happened, it really took the br uh, breath out of my uh, lungs. Uh, is, that the, is that how they want to say that? Yeah. Uh, um, I, uh, wind out of my sail, I should say. Yeah. So, um, so I, um, I forgot I lost my train of thought. <laughs> So oh, um, where many, are you selling your cookies? Yeah, right. I don't really, I only sell them mainly online and I just started selling more on Amazon I, I, only because uh, I just haven't really gotten back to the, uh, as you could say, um, basics. I have not gotten back to basics, which is sell to the store. Sell to the store. Yeah. I was in Whole Foods for a while. I was in, I've been in, in and out of stores, and I, but I just decided as a, in, in a business sense, what I needed to do best for myself as I was still kind of growing, I think at one point, point I was after 9-11, I think I became upset and mad and, and took it personally. And I <laughs> took a break. I took a little bit of a break and I was like, I let everything go on and just move forward. I, I wasn't growing. I wasn't growing as a person and I wasn't growing as a cookie company. I just kind of just, I was, it was so, it was so hard disheartening when that happened. It really just, just, I was not happy. So I, I think I took about, I don't know, 12 years, 14 years off or something like that. It was a long time. I just decided I'm not going to do anything anymore for a while. And I pulled back on my accounts. I pulled back on the foods. I pulled back. I just stopped. Were the cookies being made? Yeah. Everything's still being made. Okay. I just took it down, took it down a couple of notches level wise because I, something just, I was just not happy. I was not, I became unhappy or some, I don't know what it was. I just didn't feel. Because I, you're I, a sensitive person and you yeah. were feeling the pain of the planet. Yes. And, you know, that's interesting. It's, it's kind of, that's, you know, what's funny is I had come to a pinnacle, a pinnacle of my own, in my own mind of, of some success. I thought I had done what I sent out, I went out to do. I, I, I did what I thought I, I reached my goal. Which I which was like getting millions of cookies in in front of people. I felt and I felt like okay, I've reached my goal. What what am I going to do now? Not really knowing that I hadn't reached my goal because even today, Karen, there is still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of work. All of yeah. us, all of yeah. us, is, you know. And I see people fake, putting stuff on Facebook. You know, that's another funny thing. Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, it's so funny how. I, I'm seeing, I post stuff that's vegan, but I post stuff for vegan, not for my vegan friends, but for my meat eating friends. So I'm gathering all these meat eating friends, trying to indoctrinate them. So yeah. to speak. still, you know, and I'm still trying to just. People are familiar with the word vegan. They know about us. More restaurants have vegan offerings and there are plenty of vegan restaurants in big cities all over the world. Thank goodness we have happycow.net that tells us where to eat all over yeah. the planet. But Meat is meat eating inc is increasing in parts of the world, and people are still eating their meat, and they still want their meat and cheese and cheese. Oh, yeah, that's a, I'll never. I hear that. That's one of the most common phrases. I'll never give up cheese. I can't give up cheese. I'm like, really? Yeah, it's that good, huh? And there's no such thing as humane oh, water or humane dairy. It's a hoax. They don't, they just don't know. And guess what? They turn a blind eye. They don't want to yeah. see, they don't want to know yeah, how these cows are being milked and the dirtiness of it. And they don't want to okay. know. Okay. So you're realizing that you're not done. 
Yes, I'm not done. I think I'm <laughs> so what, what's next? Started. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, opening myself up to uh, building one of the largest um, vegan bakeries in the United States. I've, I've made a pitch deck and a business plan uh, about a year ago, and I've been looking for the right investor investments or in people who will understand that I am, the, I, you know, I have so much experience on, on this whole situation from start to finish that I think it's time for me to either build something much larger on a bigger scale, on a grand scale, like we're talking the Bisco scale. That's really what I want. Um, but um, I, I want to take even baby steps. I've been in this baby step for quite a while, the same location. I've been here a long time. Oh, and I should mention, I don't know if I, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm weary whether or not I should mention that. I, I got at one point five years ago, maybe even longer, I I was so wanting to turn people vegan. I got into the cannabis vegan business too. Okay. I don't know if you, I don't know, That's I, fine. I guess so. Um, and, and it's only because I want, I figured, you know what? Those people, those people, um, and which I think a cannabis user is a kind of a different mentality than say an alcohol user. They're just different. Sure. Just everyone has different choices. I think they don't drink as much as they probably smoke more, but I figured, you know what? I need to get my vegan cookies in the cannabis industry too. So I built an entirely separate facility. I spent over a million. I raised about a half a million and I, to, to build this facility and it just didn't do well. Oh. And, um, yeah, it didn't do well. I, although I'm back in it now, it's been a couple of months. So the facility's up and running. I've rented it out. Nobody wants else. cardboard cannabis cookies. I know. See, that's just it, Karen. You've nailed it. <laughs> Karen, that is the problem. I'm telling you. It's it's like having the same problem all over again. Right. It's the funniest thing that you should say that because it's the truth. Yeah. It's the, it's a totally different type of a customer. It's like it's a customer that sure they may know what vegan is, but they've never tried a vegan cookie. That's why I say we have a lot of work to do. Oh yeah. They still have no. But there's a lot of people who has not tried a vegan cookie, and that's not good for for me. I, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is exciting, and I I'm sure you'll you'll make your goal, and I can't wait to see it happen. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, what do we need to do? We need to buy your cookies on Amazon, or what do we need? Uh, to do? Just my website, uh, sunflowerbaking.com. F L O U R. So my I always get people get my name mixed up. It's F L O U R. Sunflower. F L O U R. Baking.com. So okay, because there's a sunflower baking company also. There's a lot of them. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of sunflower, F-L-O-W-E-R, and there is another, there's two other sunflowers, F-L-O-U-R, but they're just, um, they are um, just retail outlets. Okay. They have small locations. Well, we'll include the link on this podcast yeah. post. Yes. Okay, good. And I'm always looking to help people start a vegan business. So I started a website, startavveganbusiness.com, because oh. I want, I, I'm encur I encourage people to do better than me. I dare you to try to do better than my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I dare people to try to open up a vegan business. It's, right. I, I encourage the heck out of it. So you know? we just have a few minutes left. And I just okay. wanted to touch on a few things that you brought up really early in the program when you talked about uh, Ritalin, Ritalin yeah. for children. Oof. And you may remember we talked about John Robbins earlier in one of the chapters in his book. What was the book? Uh, not uh, diet food in America, right? 
I'll, so, I'll no, I'll I'll remember it later. Um, reclaiming our health. That's oh, I haven't seen that. I, I really okay. He had okay. a whole chapter on Ritalin, and oh, he man. talked about how bad it was. And we have a whole generation or more of children that have grown up on Ritalin, and we know that for many of them their behavior was linked to artificial colors, artificial flavorings, preservatives, just bad fast food. And yep. that's being compounded now because, and, and maybe this affected you when you were eating so many wheat cookies, but our wheat is not the same as it used no. to be. Right. And there's a lot more glyphosate residue in our wheat and other grains that aren't organic. And this is affecting the guts of children. I was just talking to Zen Honeycutt about it a few weeks ago on this program. So, and one of the things we talked about, because you said you had, you didn't have clarity and you had a lot of bad thoughts and this is affecting a lot of people. And I was talking about this too, a couple of shows ago, we've got a gun violence problem, you know, oh with, with people horrible. just randomly killing. And I know that a big chunk of that is related to what they're putting in their bodies. Their food is creating or is enhancing their mental illnesses yeah. and creating bad thoughts and bad behavior. So we need some good cookies. Yeah. <laughs> take, Karen, take two of these and um, call me in the morning. Take, <laughs> take two cookies and call me in the morning. Yeah. Now, the last thing I wanted to say is you come from a Mexican background. And I have to say that my, my favorite dinners are the Mexican vegan cuisine. Oh, I no, make my own sorry. corn tortillas, the beans, oh, the grains, wow. the avocado. Oh, my gosh. You know, we make some salsa and uh, some different uh, spicy mayos. It's my yeah. favorite. Oh, wow. wow. How long have yeah. you been vegan for? 35 years. 35 and vegetarian oh. longer. Wow. Yeah. Uh, kudos to you. Thank I, you. I feel, gosh, I think Moby was, I just, yeah. So when you come to New York, we'll make you dinner. Oh my gosh. I'd be you happy. just bring I'll the cookies. I'll bring the cookies. <laughs> You're getting some anyway. So you probably, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Flour cookies. okay. Well, this was awesome. Ray Ortega, sunflower Thank baking, you. wonderful you, vegan, yummy cookies, and so much passion. And you know, you're smart. I'm wondering if it would have been better if you had become a doctor. Oh, I wished I had any kind of some lab or I would have just been, people would have hated me. You know, that's just, <laughs> people hate those doctors, you know, <laughs> yeah. because they're right. Because a lot like, you know, Dr. McDougal, he's right. A lot, a lot of these doctors are right. But not everyone's liked. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for joining. Thank it you, was Karen. a pleasure to meet you thank and you to say me. thank you for your generosity in donating oh, that is so several sweet. thousand cookies years maybe ago. Maybe 20 years later. Yes, maybe 20 years later. That's okay, too. <laughs> I hope <laughs> I sent you a letter and thanked you back then, but I'm thanking you again now. <laughs> well, I accept your thanks. I, okay. I thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. That wraps up another episode of It's All About Food. I hope you enjoyed it. Sometimes we just have to talk about cookies. And I'm glad I was able to do that today with Ray Ortega. I want to remind you that today, Tuesday, November 28th, is Giving Tuesday. I am the co-founder, along with my partner Gary DiMatteo, of Responsible Eating and Living, a nonprofit organization that produces this podcast. It's all about food. And we, like so many other grassroots organizations, 
depend on Giving Tuesday and donations from people like you. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you will consider contributing to Responsible Eating and Living, or REAL, as we like to call it, offering the real truth and tools for a healthy vegan lifestyle. There's a link on this podcast post page in order to direct you to where you can make a contribution. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Karen Hartglass. This has been another episode of It's All About Food broadcast on the Progressive Radio Network. Have a delicious week, everybody. Mm -hmm.